Live from Travis Kelsey's timeout corner, it's shenanigans. <laughs> this week we have Alan with a Y. What's going on, crew? And Rich. Coincidentally, that's also Taylor Swift's cry corner. Right. And I'm Craig. I thought you were going to say Taylor Swift's cleavage. There isn't any. No. Because she's shaped like a stick. Like with a Swift. bright red lipstick. I think she's just a She is a cutie. I don't care what people say. I Googled her today to see money-wise. Like, I don't know who would be worth more her, like Miley Cyrus. She's worth $1.1 billion. Yeah, and Miley Cyrus is only worth like $160 million. And when you say it like that, it's I'm not even giving only. that money the respect it deserves. Like, only $160 million. But when you see how much money at yeah, 1.1, I was absolutely shocked. And then I read something that said since she's been at these games that it's generated over $300 million for the NFL. Is that? Probably. Just because of viewership? Right. And that's what people like, what, viewing stuff and checking on whatever they are. It's not just daughters, watching the total game. Daughters are watching the NFL with their fathers. Yeah. So it's increasing ad revenue. Okay. For Barbie and Beyonce. So all the, you know, all the kids are like, oh, my God, are you guys going to watch the uh, Taylor Swift and Usher show this weekend? <laughs> Usher fucking killed it, man. That was great. I didn't even watch it. No? I know it's not your type of music. It's not really my type of music either, but I'll give them one huge prop. He didn't fucking lip sync. Oh, he really sang? He really sang. Nice. And Alicia Keys really sang, too, because when she started singing, she was so pitchy. It was it was wow. Hmm. I didn't know who she was. The girl at the piano that yeah. started out with that weird scream? Yeah. Yeah. It was bad. But then she she pulled it back together and delivered a fine performance. Oh, she's professional. Yeah. Yeah, I had the game on inside the house because I can get Channel 4 or whatever it was on. I think it was 4 inside my house. But in the garage, I couldn't. And that's where I was enjoying some beverages with my boy T. And then I watched... There's like, no tea in Skechers. Uh, CBS News and uh, like the CBS Live on Pluto. So they have the game playing just like inside. But instead of actually having players, it's just all moving X's and O's in a football. So you're still watching it live. But you're not watching any of the players because obviously, <laughs> so I'm like, this, it was pretty cool. It's got the live score. It's been in everything. I mean, it was probably like the 30 seconds behind or something, but it was kind of cool. So that's what it I was doing. That. Cool. Yeah. So I was able to watch the game without watching the game. And I didn't even pay attention. I forgot about the complete. Like I say, at that time, we had a couple martinis. So I forgot all about the halftime show. I was impressed that Usher was actually on the field. Mm-hmm. They didn't bring out a, a stage for them to Pop perform on. Good. Right. They actually had the dancers out on the field. I would have liked that too then because I think they they kill it. You know, they get crazy with all the extra stuff they're bringing out. Well, I'm sure there's advantages and disadvantages to both, but there's a chance that they're going to affect the field and play for the second half is to be affected by that. So, yeah. so that's what happened to San Francisco. Me. Huh? That's what happened to San Francisco. Yeah. Let's not forget about our music. What about other musical musicians? Reba, style and class. Oh, yeah, Reba. She's just fantastic. She does such a wonderful job. And the whole national anthem shows you how dirty and crooked the sports books are. Because the over-under was 88 seconds, and she went 95. The sports book said that, well, she repeated the, second, the last line twice. So we're going with the last one. So it was an under, not an over. Because more people chose the over. Dirty, rotten. They shouldn't be. It should start to finish. I don't care if she repeats it seven times. When she's right. done, puts the well, microphone down. That's the end of it. Right. That's what I say. But the book said, nope. Vegas said, when she finished the original last line, even though she repeated it a second time, that's when the anthem's done. And I'm like, fuck, oh, that's no, it's dirty not. Dirty pool. It is dirty. 
So then what about when people do the national anthem and they put their own rendition of things in there and they throw a little stank on it for for 30 seconds? She could have put a stank in the middle. Of it. She could have put yeah, a stank in the that's middle. That's what I'm saying. Right. If you put a stank in the middle, then what? Then that doesn't count because it's not that? Who knows? Or will they have to edit that out and say, oh, well, that's not part of the national anthem? Well, they're all criminals anyway. <laughs> you know, uh, when Billy Joel came out with the song River of Dreams, there's a, a point in the song where it pauses for a second. And it's just three seconds of, of dead air. And he just we performed it live, I think, at the Grammys. People are sort of cheering. The, the dead air comes and he just sits there going, valuable advertising time going by. <laughs> Valuable advertising time going by. That's so funny. Dollars, dollars, <laughs> and then he kicks back into the song. That's see now that's funny. Like I would laugh at that. That's pretty cool. He just released a new single. It's a pretty good song. I didn't care for it. Really? Yeah. It's a good thing it wasn't his first song because he wouldn't be famous now. <laughs> <laughs> Number one fan has the uh, the uh, satellite radio there, and uh, yeah, me too. It's got, they got a. a a Billy Joel channel. Now, I I used to be a huge Billy Joel fan. I've moved on. There's still blazing my heart for Billy Joel, and I still I hear it, and I remember all the things from back when I was in aficionado. But then I have no urge to play Billy Joel if I not if I'm hitting play. It's not going to be on that. <laughs> I've been listening to Sirius XM's top 1,000 classic songs, and they restarted over every day at a different point. So you never hear the same stuff every day. And did you know that like Guns N' Roses are classic rock now? They were classic yeah. rock 15 so are, years ago. So is Pearl Jam. So is Nirvana. Oh. Well, some of the songs they're playing on there are, are so fantastic, man. I have a small portable speaker. I bring it to bowling with us, and I use my app. Fucking Metallica is oldies now, by the way. Metallica. Is just wow. Master of Puppets and before. It's, and just as Frawl. Anywhere more than 20 years old is an oldie. That crazy, because they were oldies. The sixties were oldies in the eighties. Holy fuck! Yeah, you're right. So the nineties have been oldies for like three, five years now. Oh, would they have a Buffalo Jill on Wheel of Fortune? Some Buffalo Bills backer. Yeah, which is part of the so-called Bills Mafia. I think all the the Jills have reached retirement age at this point. Yes, they have. (laughs) So it's possible that one of them could have made it on the Wheel of Fortune. (laughs) My back. Pat you think Pagula's going to sell the Buffalo asking. Bills? Is that what you've heard? That's what I heard. Really? Yeah, what do you think? I don't know. Why? Because they're not fucking profitable enough? Jesus, the know. last place team in the league makes multi-millions. Of course. Every year. If you're a bad team in the NHL, you lose money. But in the NFL and any other sport in the world, if you aren't winning, you're losing money. But the NFL, they're just making money hand over fist. There's no losers in the NFL except for us, the fans. Hmm. Because we pay for their stadiums, and then we have to pay for a seat license for the opportunity to buy season tickets. Fucking bullshit. Crazy. Welcome to sports. Drives me crazy. I'm just glad there's no more Black House. (laughs) They're all going to get televised now. Terry Pagula could pay for the entire new stadium and still be a billionaire. Yeah, but he'd be house poor. Mm. No one wants to be house poor. Yeah, I'd feel bad for him. Yeah, my heart would bleed. <laughs> Drill another fucking well. Isn't that what he said when he bought the Sabres? It is. And you can see how well that went. Yeah, he hasn't put any money into the Sabres. No. None. He hasn't put any win in. Has his focus either. changed since his wife got ill? I think so. Well, I thought she was running one team and he was running the he, other. She's not no. running anything anymore. No, he has to run both. She had cardiac arrest. I was yeah. in the hospital for Maybe months. She had health issues of some sort. Yep. 
She was a foxy woman. She was a very attractive woman. I am not even into women of the Asian persuasion, but she's a very attractive woman. I have no idea who she is or what she looks like. Yeah, she, she served me tacos at out of one of the taco trucks at the Sabres game several years ago. Yeah, she is a pretty woman. Walking down the street, the and kind I'd like to meet. Food truck, apparently. Wow, she has a side gig. It was no? Fan Appreciation Day, so they were giving out free tacos from a taco truck, and so she was helping make tacos. Were the tacos made out of $100 bills? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did you guys think of the game last night? Well, you didn't really watch it. Nah. Did you watch it? I was pretty frustrated. I was really, really, really hoping for a 49ers win, just so that Mahomes wouldn't become the second greatest quarterback in all time. It's really disappointing because the man is an asshole. And so is Travis Kelsey. What a what? Yeah, what, can you tell me what happened with that now? What kind of uh, pandemonium was going on with uh, Mr. Travis Kelsey? <laughs> so the next play was called in. They pulled Kelsey out. Andy Reid pulled Kelsey out for the play. Andy Reid is the head coach, yes. Head coach of the Chiefs. Okay. And, and therefore, that, that's in his wheelhouse to do that. Correct. He can literally tell any player to get off the field right now. And while and he was on the sideline, the play went down after a 52-yard play, which is why he was off, because he had been winded from that running for the 52 yards. Uh-huh. And the next play, with Kelsey standing on the sidelines, the dude from the Chiefs fumbled the ball and lost it to San Francisco. So Kelsey walks over to Reed, shoves him, and tells him, do you know what the fuck you're doing? I should have been in this fucking game. And then another guy, McKinnon, pulled him off of Reed. Really? Yeah. That's going to cost him $10,000. At least. If I were Andy Reed, you know what? I'm not a Chiefs fan, but I, I think Andy Reed's probably one of the nicest guys in the league, coach-wise. The fuck are you disrespecting Andy Reed for? It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Did he think he was doing something nefarious? <laughs> Ellen's words. To Wilford, <laughs> to a Wilford Brimley impersonation? You right. can't do that. Tell me that again, but using those nuggies. Huh? <laughs> you ever seen that State Farm oh, yeah, commercial? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That was a good commercial. <laughs> He's going to be America's grandfather in a, a little while once he gets more well-known. How can you just shove him around like that on national television? In front I would have benched people. Him. He should have been benched. I would have benched him for the rest of the game. You know what? You're going to be an asshole. You're on the bench. Andy Reid shouldn't have been the one to bench him. One of his subordinates should. Yeah. One of the coordinators should have benched his The ass. offensive coordinator should have said, you know what? You're out. Goddamn right. Do you think maybe they were just a little too, everything happened so fast they didn't even realize the gravity of the situation, and that's why it just kind of got glazed over? It was probably the same security guys. Like, are they Monday morning quarterback like we are right now saying, I can't believe we I saw it immediately going, why isn't he still, why is he going back in the game? Uh-huh. And that's the one that goes out with T-Swizzle? Yeah. Okay. No, it was more like the Emmy slap. Oh, yeah. They just let him sit down and finish the rest of the show. And Yeah. Oh, yeah, he can still participate even though yeah, he I mean, there's failed an someone in front <laughs> yeah. of everybody. That's pretty much it. They were just too stunned to realize what they had to do because that had just gone down. Well, I don't pay attention to this stuff. Was there apologies and everything today from him to the coach or anything like they that? They kind of brushed it off and said that it's just a passion of the game. I get that you get passionate during the game, but it's a serious lack of respect for your superiors, basically. The police are often called out to people's homes for a lot of passionate, passionate uh, arguments. Right. You know? Yep. It, it shows you the true lay of the land, because only Taylor Swift's boyfriend gets to push the coach around. And well, I got news for you. He should never, ever, ever <laughs> right. talk to Andy Reid like that again. Did you see where Antonio Brown posted a picture of, of Kelsey screaming and shoving Reid and goes, if I had done this, I would have been kicked out of the league. Damn straight you would have. Mm. And who said that? 
Antonio Brown. And was he in the Buffalo Bill? No, he played for Pittsburgh, and then he played for, God, I can't remember who he played for, Miami? Well, he lived in Miami. I can't remember. Was, is he, he saying who he been kicked out for? Is he, uh, what, what is his background, ethnic background? He's an African-American man. So does he think that would come into play because Absolutely of that? Does. That's why he's saying it? Yep. I agree with him, too, though. I, if it, so because he's saying it could have been any any black player? Exactly. Not That's what he's saying. Not Taylor Swift. Yeah. So the memes are out there that, come on, Andy, if I lose this game, Taylor's going to break up with me and I'm going to be the subject of a song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny. Exactly. And then he gets up on stage and he's the dumbest motherfucker. He's a meathead. For real meathead, you're saying? Or you oh, just yeah. don't like him? He's he's dumb. And I feel bad because I put on Twitter last night, or X, whatever you want to fucking call it, that Travis Kelsey is a meathead. I'm surprised he doesn't need help to write his own name. And I found out this morning the dude's dyslexic, so I feel bad about that. <laughs> but he's dumb. Well, that's because the system failed him. They didn't recognize his dyslexic. Dyslexia. Lexixia? Yeah. <laughs> it, they didn't recognize his exfixia. <laughs> no, that's okay. He just makes himself look like a fool, too, and we all love him. Not we, as in the three of us at this table, but collectively, society loves him because he's Travis Kelsey. He's dating Taylor Swift. He's a football player. Ooh. I like his brother. His brother's cool as His hell. brother and his brother's wife is just... Yep, the, love both of the them. The bee's knees. So I bet you Jason Kelsey would come on here if we had some Labatt Blue. I'll get us some Labatt Blue with some blue cheese, some chicken wings. We'll hook that boy up. Yeah, we will. I, I, I don't know Travis Kelsey all that well. The brother seems immensely cool. He does. I got to be frank. Travis Kelsey seems like a decent guy. I haven't heard him doing other than yelling at his coach, which I'm sure will be handled. There's going to be a sock party for him, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. There'll be something internally. Mm-hmm. It's going to get handled. But, uh, you ever listen to him speak though? Like after they won the the Super Bowl, give he, us your rendition of did, him. Did he did he put on his Maato jersey? He should have. <laughs> I was at State Farm today, and I asked my agent. I go, so have you met Patrick Holmes? Nope. Have you met Maato? And he looked at him. He looked at me and just laughed. <laughs> What's Maato? Ma- That's Travis Kelsey it's from one of the commercials. Yeah, no, I didn't. Mahomes and Ma-auto. they're making Kelsey change his name to Maato to go with Mahomes. So it's Ma- oh. <laughs> okay, I get it now. It's actually a funny like part. a good that neighbor. Funny. Kelsey performs it very well. He, he does. Putting the jersey on, he throws it down all angrily like a little. You already egg. got. You already changed my name. Oh my god! Isn't it? <laughs> so fucking funny. It is funny. Well, he can change his name to Kelsey something. <laughs> oh, pathetic! And change. Put it on, Mahomes. Motto. Okay. Mahomes, motto, get over here. (laughs) (laughs) That's because they're good neighbors. (laughs) Neighbor. That's why I said neighbor. Neighbor. That's just too much. Then they had the the twins throw back there at the end. Did you see that? With Arnold? Arnold. No. The commercials were terrible last night. I saw one that I liked, and I don't remember. It was like right in the beginning because I watched like the first 10 minutes, and that was it, and I don't recall what it was. They were mostly terrible. Everyone is a buffoon. That's what somebody wrote. I saw somebody wrote that. They say they make all white men look dumb and stupid and uh, like uncoordinated on commercials right now. Like but, I have no idea. But that's because that's what white men like to see is other white men being dumb. Is that what it is? Oh, yeah. Because I didn't see any of the commercials. I didn't know what they were referring to. Did you see the Ben Affleck, J-Lo, Tom Brady, 
Yeah. Matt Damon commercial. Like, what the fuck is that? Uh, That sounds like that would be great. What's happening? That was not good. It was not good. I saw that that was a thing that was happening at at my television, but I didn't pay any attention to what the. So they're like a star-studded cast. They're trying out to be. So is Mars Attacks. Right. Which is a great movie. (laughs) They're trying out to be an act in J Lo's video. Okay. And so they're dressed up in this orange Dunkin' Donuts. It was a Dunkin' Donuts commercial. Yeah. And they just make themselves look to be fools. And J-Lo says, I thought we talked about this. Get out of here. And she goes, you, Tom, you can stay, as in Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who is she? Is she with Ben Affleck again? Ben Affleck, again? yeah. Did they ever break up? Like, were they going out and then they broke up? Was she with, like, Alex Rodriguez, too? Yeah. But was so it after they, Ben they, Affleck? They dated. They broke up. She dated a series of people. He dated. He married Jennifer Garner, knocked her up, got divorced, went back to... To Jenny from the block? Yeah. Okay. Because I was watching that. I watched that. I was doing some throwback songs. We were cooking today, and uh, I put that song on. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't... She was just stunning. But I saw Ben in that... Uh, they were on a boat or something like that, or a, or a yacht. Weren't they together in that... Was that movie Gigli or whatever the hell it was? Gigli. Gigli, yes. Yes. It was terrible. It was very bad. I don't even know what that one is. Look at uh, me. What, what, was I, what was I watching when you guys came in today that was always the on? Love That's all boat. I watch, old stuff. Hogan's Heroes, The Love Boat. Like, I don't watch any of these. Hold on. Well, Gigli would qualify now. It's an old movie. Okay. I haven't seen Geely. Well, that's not very good. You, you, you lost me at Ben Affleck. That's typically... I, I've got to be dragged into it if, ben, if Ben's in it. So well, is, is Geely a winsome type of movie? Oh. <laughs> yeah, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> that's what I thought, too. So I watched Pearl Harbor, the movie, because that's my birthday. My I birthday like Pearl Harbor, the movie. The best part of the movie was when Your Ben Affleck... Your birthday is the same as Pearl Harbor Day? Yeah. So you're the second worst thing to happen to America. <laughs> <laughs> the bomb my mother dropped on that day. Yeah. <laughs> so you know who shares exactly the same birthday, December 7th, my same year? Terrell Owens. No shit? Yep. Have you ever uh, asked her if you guys were separated at birth? No. <laughs> but I direct messaged him once, calling him my birthday buddy. And uh, every year on my birthday, I get a message back from him. So. Is that right? Yep. Oh, do you really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's funny. And all it is is happy birthday, birthday buddy. That's all it is. Okay. He's never responded to anything else I've ever written. So, uh-huh. well, Terrell Owens has nothing better to do. So, how right. does he remember that? I don't know. It's probably people. Like, it's not even he's, him. It's yeah, like, it's probably got people. He's got people. Yep. He doesn't even know you're alive. Probably not. Oh, it's his assistant. <laughs> So back to Pearl Harbor. It's probably automated. He's right. probably got a Craig, what was the best part of Pearl Harbor? Ben Affleck died. <laughs> yeah. The worst part, he came back to life. Yeah. It was not a good movie, by the way. Movie magic. I liked the movie Pearl Harbor. Mm, it wasn't that good. I wasn't looking for any of the accuracy. and I was Oh, see, that's that my stuff. problem. <laughs> yeah, so I was there for the entertainment value, and I thought the girl who was like the love interest was quite a doll. Oh, yes. Pretty girl. And I like that yep. look of the women back then, too. Yeah. I like the hairstyle, the clothing, and the all 40s? that. The just- 40s? Oh, yeah. yeah. Just just beautiful. That's why I watch Agent Carter. Oh, Agent Carter set in that arena? Yes. No, is it really? Yeah. Yep. Agent Carter. It's from the Marvel Universe. I know. I, I, thought, I thought that was like a... It's a series? Yeah. You I thought she was just like a character in one of them. I didn't realize you they spun how Captain up. America gets goes into the Arctic and is frozen for like 80 years or whatever. Uh-huh. And she thaws him out. She stays behind and she is basically Captain America while he's frozen. Yeah. Uh, and that's the They show. ran three seasons or four seasons. I'll have to watch it. Because I did like that. I got the Disney out on there. So there you I'll go. put it on and see. 
I want to try. That was funny. I want like to stutter. Had so for reference for everybody, I took all our vocal ticks that I no normally one edit out no one and cares. put it into a file. And I want to take the the you know and go you 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 know you know you make it a, like a little rap. Speaking of, uh, did you hear Patrick Mahomes laughing last night no. after he accepted the award? For MVP, is he a horrible laugher? He is. He laughed like he laughs like an orgasmic dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's what he sounded like when he was laughing. I'm that like, would be more. That would be more entertaining to listen to than Patrick Mahomes' conversation. So he laughs like his wife talks. <laughs> did, you did don't see, like those people. Did you see his brother get denied entry to a nightclub? And Brittany Mahomes was trying to explain who he was. And the bouncer's like, nope, he ain't coming in. And she kind of shrugged her shoulders, walked away, started dancing. <laughs> I, you know what? I did see that, but I wasn't fully understanding what was happening. So she was already in the club. She was already in the club. And that was whose? That was Patrick Mahomes' wife? Yes. And, so she's, then, and so the brother was trying to come in, and she's like, hey, we tried. Yep. And then just left him out there? Yep. Good for her. She is a Sports Illustrated swimsuit girl this year. And whole the shit. Oh, Patrick Mahomes' his wife? Yes. I don't know what she, is she, she a blonde-headed girl? Yeah, she had a baby seven months ago. Holy fuck. I need a personal trainer. I want boobs like that. Or <laughs> or you could put down the sandwich. What? What's hey, this, what's, look, what's Patrick? I'm drinking water. Are you guys, are you, oh, speaking of that, are you guys doing anything, giving up anything for Lent or doing anything positive for Lent? I gave up Lent? Catholicism for Lent. Oh. <laughs> I think I'm just going to give up fornication for Lent. <laughs> Something that's going to be really challenging for me. A sacrifice, a real sacrifice. Yeah. <laughs> I should. This should be the time of year I should really try to fornicate. Now, see, it's supposed to be something you're self-denying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to deny this to all the ladies out there. So here's how reverse psychology works. You just tell people you've given up sex for Lent, and they'll throw themselves at you. To all the lady listeners on this podcast, I would just like to say, you are listening to The Ladies' Man. <laughs> are we going to get in trouble for that because that's a movie called The Ladies' Man? No. It's a just really some, obvious parody, so no, you're covered. Just get a little glass of Cavassier and uh, let's do it in the butt. <laughs> I, I watch that regularly. Like, that's just such a stupid, you just ate cat shit. It's <laughs> a funny movie. Wait, what's Patrick Holmes' wife's name? Brittany. Is she a somebody? No, they went to high school together. Okay, so she's so they're high. They've is been she grounded? Like is she seems, is she nice? I would like to think she's nice then. I did defend her after the Baltimore game because people said that she was dismissive and rude to the security guard because she goes, "Okay, where do we go now?" and spun her finger around. She never been to that stadium before, and Patrick had to go to do the TV interviews. Well, where she's supposed to go, she wasn't sure, so she asked a, a security guard where to go, and she didn't ask it in any demeaning way or anything, but people said, oh, spinning the fingers, isn't she a diva? I'm like, she's trying to say, uh, hello, here I am, w where should I go? I do that to you every couple of weeks to tell you to wrap it up. Yeah. Well, they're making a big deal out of Wait, it. I'm a like, diva? I, Wait, diva, Craig. I'm not a diva. <laughs> you know what? I mean, she's all glammed up, but yeah, I think she's, she's a pretty girl. She is. You should look up her swimsuit photos. Oh, there it is. She's got tattoos on her on her foot. Oh, on her foot? Uh-huh. She's got a... I always liked that. That was always a cool look. She's got a tattoo right above her butt that says Pleasure Zone. Is that the one? <laughs> is that the picture you're talking of? Yeah, the red one. The red one? There's a whole video. She did a sexy little video to go along with it. She's very pretty. 
Yeah, I definitely think she's a pretty girl. I think she's obviously when she says these model things, she's all dolled up and very model looking. But I think she's, I saw pictures of her just as a regular person. And there's a great she's picture a very of attractive girl. If you look up a, a photo of Patrick Mahomes and Brittany in high school, there's a great picture where he looks miserable. He must be like a 10th grader. And she's hanging on him, and she's got the big hair and the I'm a cheerleader look. And he's like, don't take my picture. <laughs> it's awesome. Oh, I think I'm seeing it. That's the one. Yep, that's it. I Me, mean, look at how young they look. I know. She's got little braces on. <laughs> they, he's only 27, so guess what? It wasn't that long ago. Yeah. <laughs> Ten years ago. Yeah. So if I saw that, like, like right now, if, if I saw them in high school, I would be excited for them. Like I'd be like, oh, what a good couple. Right. So, yeah. Cool that they're together and stay together. Yeah, I think it is too. So now, because of that story, I think I, I'm not hating him as much. I still hate him. She clearly has terrible judgment in men. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's probably their first loves, and they're still together. And I think it's a very romantic story. Good for them. Yep. And now he makes fifty million dollars a year. So the chick at the Dunkin' Donuts gets to dunk her. <laughs> he gets to dunk her donut. He <laughs> groupies it when he had fifty million dollars. The more I learn about Pat Mahomes, the more I like Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the difference between how long ago was this? Ten years ago, you said? Yeah. Like, everything was still on Facebook, Instagram. Like, they were still posting all this stuff. So you could find, I guess, apparently, and I'm looking at it, a million pictures of them online. Yeah. Because that was the day and age you still took pictures of everything. Like, sure. you can't do anything now. Like, when I, you, there's like three pictures of me. The thing about Tom Brady is that what you see is what you get. I don't think there's... When you, when you see Tom Brady, he is that person. Oh. When you see Patrick Mahomes, he's so ingenuine. You think so? Oh, absolutely. Mm. After I saw what he did to to Justin Tucker from Baltimore, just added to it. When they you were see the guy that did the rush hours with uh, Jackie Chan. No. Oh my God! <laughs> I wish Walden was here. He does a great Chris Tucker impression. <laughs> he's probably Man. doing it right now. He's probably doing it right now while he's listening to it. <laughs> right. Right now, as he's listening, I expect to hear a phone call from Walden. Yeah. He doesn't know what you're saying right now. No, no. When he listens to this on Saturday. Yes. Yeah, so when he listens to it and hears right now, it's going to mean right now. Yes. Not, not four that. days ago. Right now. Do you yell at the replay to tell him not to drop it this time? Or do you have him drop it like it's hot? <laughs> Throw your hands in the air like you just don't care. Word. <laughs> Enough about the fucking Super Bowl. Oh, yeah? How about the superb owl? I don't know what that means. Years ago, there was a typo from the NFL, and instead of saying Super Bowl, they said superb owl, and somebody ran with it and made a whole website about it. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that our website of the week? I don't know. Probably not. No. <laughs> we could have made it easy for you. It is. No. This, week, <laughs> this week's is... Nah, never mind. Let's go make a bad joke, and they can't do it. Isn't that all you make? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> Where he comes from, yeah. it's just called a joke. <laughs> That's like in France, they just call you Pete. <laughs> exactly. That's not the only sports we have to talk about today. Okay. There is a guy talking about starting a thing that Saturday Night Live made a joke about back in the 80s, the steroid Olympics. Right? Why shouldn't athletes get to take all the drugs that they yeah. can get their hands on? They'll be that much stronger and be able to perform that much better. Yeah. Brought to you by Hans and Franz. Right. I remember yeah, well, Tosh.0 was the one that I remember like going to town on this type of a, a banter with the, I don't care how much they take and what they take. I want them to go through and I want to see their heart explode on the field because yeah. I'm there for the entertainment value and blah, 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 blah. But 
Yeah, go ahead. Well, this had Phil Hartman ripping his arms off, trying to lift a deadlift a, a weight so heavy that his bones couldn't sustain it. Well, now apparently somebody's seriously talking about starting an Olympic-style event with no drug testing. Oh, Lance Armstrong, here he comes. Yeah, well, no. Uh, retired Australian swimmer James Magnuson is the first person to publicly express interest in competing in it, and he says he'll be juiced to the gills to win $1.5 million in the enhanced games. Yeah, he said he would like beat the world record by like six seconds or something like that. He probably would. Mm-hmm. It makes sense if you could, if you could take performance enhancing drugs, you could swim faster. Yeah. So will Oscar Pistorius be allowed to? Uh, it's a fair question. They're gonna let Pete Rose jump back in there he <laughs> with his cyborg body. Yeah. <laughs> Betting on myself. Clang, 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 clang. <laughs> Isn't Oscar in prison though for murdering his girlfriend or something? He just got out. Did he really? I believe Oscar Pistorius just got released from prison not too long ago. Hmm. Pistorius. He was released on parole on January 5th. There you go. For, uh, for murder. Yes. In Africa. In Australia. In Australia. The laws are different down there. When you're surrounded by, you know, criminals. And <laughs> Australia doesn't exist, so therefore laws don't exist. Oh, is it a flat earth or anything? So this guy isn't real? That's right. Because he's Australian? Right. In Australia. It's, it all, it's all uh, the Mandela effect. We all think we heard of this guy, Blade Runner. It's more. It's closer to the Montana effect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing that one down. It's no chapstick, but it could do it. You're right. It's not. <laughs> that was one of those jokes that I missed the first time through and it's the headline and I'm like, or the title, and I'm like... Where the fuck did that come from? Who said that? <laughs> the swimmer is going to be uh, all up about it. He says he'll break it and he'll break the record in six months. Wow. What are you doing, Cooper? Cooper, super pooper? I mean, if they did that, that would be like a whole Ivan Drago sort of thing where they have scientists going through and you know what I'm saying? Remember when they were doing Ivan Drago when he was fighting Rocky? If he dies, he dies. If he dies, he dies. He's not human. <laughs> Uh, he's the first athlete in the world to publicly flag interest in competing at the Enhanced Games, founded by Australian entrepreneur Aaron D'Souza. And he's the billionaire that's back in this? Right. Is that like, is that a tequila money? Has he got like, is that his money? I don't know. But he said, if they put up a million dollars for the 50 freestyle world record, I will come on board as their first athlete. I will juice to the gills and break it in six months. So this is going to be freaking awesome. Who's that guy that won all the gold medals for the United States swimming? The Michael over. Phelps. Michael Phelps. So, you know, Michael Phelps has got to get in on this, but Pot mar- is not marijuana is not a performance-enhancing drug, so he's going to have to switch it up a little. The know. cocaine. <laughs> or maybe just lay off the weed. I bet he's as good enough a swimmer to keep up with these guys without juicing. Oh, wouldn't that be something? Is it Den- What's the guy's name? Dennis D'Souza? Denise D'Souza? James Magnuson? No, the, D- the D'Souza guy we were just talking about. Aaron. A R O N. Aaron. Aaron. Aaron D'Souza. You do anything for, hey, there's my State Farm agent. He's on the top of this page. Is it? Yeah. Well, it's because he heard me talking about State Farm, so now I'm getting all their ads. If you say so. Apparently. This week is Valentine's Day. Do you do anything special? Alan with a Y? 
Uh, uh, I have no plans this week, but next week I may. Mm. Next week I'll be off, so I think uh, that's when everybody's. That's when everybody will be out working, except the the teachers. Then you have your own Valentine's Day thing lined up uh, for you that. You know that's right. He's going to shower himself with rose petals. I guess. Mm-hmm. They do weird stuff in the school with the students gone. Right. <laughs> have some of the have some of my lady friends come over. Pour some vodka on his hand. <laughs> That's, you saying like my hands got to get drunk? <laughs> That's hurtful. Just to loosen it up a little, buddy. <laughs> it's all in the grip. <laughs> He's looking for. <laughs> <laughs> that is a mendacious statement. <laughs> We're actually going to be attending a trivia night at Live Edge. They have uh, trivia nights on Wednesdays, I guess. And uh, a group of friends have been going to this for a while now, and they're doing okay. But for me, Wednesday night's scout night, so I haven't been able to participate. And they're like, oh, we could really use some help. (laughs) I had no idea that barroom trivia was such a big thing. I mean, I've told you this already. We went into a bar one night. I'm sitting down at the bar, and I'm seeing all this trivia on the TV screen. I'm like, this is fucking cool. Normally, there's sports on all the time, but trivia I can get behind. So a question comes up, and I go, oh, that's easy. So Howie Seacrest walks over to me and goes, what do you mean that's easy? I go, it's easy. It's wounded knee. He was playing a trivia game. They won. <laughs> they were in sudden death. Because you gave him the answer. Because I gave him the answer. Yeah. I had no idea. That stands to reason. That sounds like a thing you would do. It's just walk into a bar and give the trivia contest answers out to everybody. <laughs> yeah. I had no like, idea there was such a thing. That sounds like a, a Craig Bacon thing all day. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Here I am. <laughs> the problem would be someone wants me to join their team. The problem is I don't know any of the sports. That's where I'll come in. Yeah. C. All the above. <laughs> It's the same problem I have at Trivial Pursuit. You're not good at Trivial Pursuit? I'm great at Trivial Pursuit, except for the sports one, because they ask obscure questions. Yeah. What's the last major league sports team to fold in the United States? I don't fucking know. Brooklyn Dodgers. No, they moved. I think it was the California Golden Seals. Golden Seals. The Seal, last that's the professional sports team to fold? Yeah. It was in the 60s or 70s. It was either the, Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the California Golden Seals. Haven't there been whole sports leagues that have folded? No, we're talking then? about uh, the major four. NBA, oh. NHL, MLB, NFL. WPGA. <laughs> WPGA. WNBA. W NASCAR. W NASCAR. That's something I could get behind. The Ocho. <laughs> so that's what you're going to, is number one fan going to do to this trivia night? Yes. All right. Is it just going to be the three of us? <laughs> Just the three of us Well, I've already told you when and where yeah. So I can't stop you from showing up, we buddy can. I'll get there before us I'll be like, yes, table for three, please I'll be like, hey guys, come on over Gay guys? You're going with gay guys? <laughs> hey, speak for yourself <laughs> I didn't say it, you said it I'm just... going bowling With gay guys? No Is that what made you think of it? No, that's just telling you what I'm doing I'm going bowling, my wife and I we're in a bowling league, and Howie... Oh, Howie's what made you think of the gay guy. Howie, yeah. Howie can't bowl this week or last week. Because <laughs> Howie can't bowl. <laughs> Howie's freaking hilarious when he bowls. He's got a, a 135 average, and he'll bowl like a 180 the first game, 
and then he'll and average 130 the rest of the night. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so he's 50 pins under his. He'll bowl 105, 105. He'll bowl 180, 105, 105, and he'll come up with a 135 for his average. I did that this past week though, because I couldn't hit any spare at all in the second game. He had 85 in the second game, but I had a 177 in game three. Do you think if if I'm a bad bowler, should I just like try to bowl for spares, like just instead of trying to get the strikes and get that head pin where you get those big splits, should you just bowl like and try to get like the left half of the pins, so then the right half of the pins Dude, are like. Dude, I open? walk up to the thing and when I bowl, I close my eyes and just grip it and rip it. Grip it. And I rip don't it. look at anything because the more I look at the pins, the more they kind of shimmer and dance a little bit, hmm. and so I just throw it. Gotcha. So I'm then a good person to ask that. What's you gotta watch the cartoons. You got they show the cartoons to show you how to how to get the spare. Oh yeah. Fred Flintstone knows how to uh how to bowl. Yeah, but he didn't even have a I watch ball. the video all the time and I can't ever no, can never get just, it. It's the thing when we're when we're bowling. Like, you, know, you gotta watch the video. You, you, I had, oh yeah, you're right. The video does tell you. You're I had right. a split where there was five pins still left, but they were all over the place. Looked like a jack o' lantern. That's called like grandma's teeth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the cartoon said, try your best. <laughs> Fuck if I know, man. What'd you do? Did you get it? I did. You got the spare? Yep. Craig. I did. It was the only time I was like, (gasps) and then (laughs) I did that move where you throw the ball down hard enough that it splits in half and it goes to both halves of the. All they did was I just threw it as hard as I could, hoping that I hit at least two of the pins and that they would, there'd be enough pin action. Mm -hmm. Yep. I had no other, I didn't, I don't have to aim or anything. I couldn't aim anyway. My ball doesn't curve. Like, I'll watch these guys who will bowl, and the ball's way over on the gutter. Next thing I know, it's over on the other side of the lane. I'm like, how the fuck did that happen? Because you got to hold it and give it, like, pre- when you're bowling it flat, and then you go up like you're going to shake somebody's hand. I tried that, and, and it went into the gutter five feet from the... Uh, but they're also the balls, if you're going to put spin on it, they have them balanced properly where, the, right. where they're I, offset if you're just using a regular ball. I I'm a straight a ball, ball blower. Yep. That's all I... Yeah. Same. How Just does Walden ball. Ball, ball. Does Walden, get the curve? Walden throws the ball so hard, right? about 30 feet down the lane before it hits. Really? Another guy so, needs to do that, too. That so crazy. there's a big bang when he... Yeah. Wow. I used to watch Stan Yannicki would bowl like that. I saw him a couple times when I was just happening to be at the lanes. And he's just a big athletic a dude big to dude, begin man. with. But when he was bowling, like his ball halfway, more than halfway down the ball would land. And it would just... It would just make an explosion when it hit the pins. Like it just—it was just strike, 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 and it's just—I mean, he probably wouldn't be getting strike except for those pins are just all over. The, it's like a popcorn machine. So there thing. are two people in our league, Alicia and Hayden, and they both deliver silent balls and they get strikes. They hit three hundreds. I season. do that myself. <laughs> silent but deadly, right? <laughs> <laughs> It's all going to be over soon. It might as well be silent with all the chloroform. <laughs> I don't toss the ball down the uh, lane. I I make a little bit of noise, but it's pretty, right from the get-go, it's on the lane. That's where I'm at, too. Right. Big toe on the on the circle in the middle. You're looking at the, the, the dots and the arrows on the lane, mm-hmm. and you're lining up the, the center dot and center arrow, and you want to hit it just to the left or just to the right of that center arrow. And if you throw it straight enough and just off center, it'll be a strike every time. I go to the third arrow on the right. So there's the center arrow, and I go the center, the, the one next to it, and then the one next to that. So arrow number three. Me too. That's where I bowl from, right there. And that's where the ball goes. Like, I just I hit that right there. So 
And I usually do pretty well. Like, I think the best I ever bowled was like a 215, a 218. But 96. But that was, but when I got that, it was like just me hanging out with a buddy of mine. We were just shooting the shit. Like, we weren't, it was just nothing I would ever throw again. You know, it just so happened Mm -hmm. we were just goofing, not paying attention. The numbers came out to be big. So that was kind of nice. But yeah, normally I'm like maybe 130, 140. I've thrown 10 strikes in a row. The problem is that the first three started in game one, and the second seven happened in game two. That should count. <laughs> hey, do you know what? I, I don't even want to go back to football now, but I heard this great thing, and they, I know they did it last year, but uh, have you seen these squares now that you can buy where it's based on minutes? Are you guys familiar with that concept? So if your numbers come in, and it's like the numbers are zero and zero for, for 14 of the 15 minutes, uh-huh. you get paid for the amount of time that that score is like that. So it's based on minutes that, that that's in position. Like a So you're not going to get screwed. You can't have the number for like the almost the for the half you're going to have to wait for the half to end. Right. So you're you could paid. theoretically you're getting paid uh, so if there's a score change immediately that sucks, but I think somebody said that they got in a big square and they wound up winning on one of their squares like 12 grand and it wasn't their number didn't come in as a final. It just so happened that the numbers last night were what were they like 03? For a long time, yeah. So it stayed zero three zero three. So it was like that for a long time, and the clock kept ticking on it. So he kept winning, you know. And then when the scores change, but so that's a kind of a school a cool square system. I don't know really what it's called, but they're out there and they're very cool. Sounds I heard like about an, it last year too. Sounds like an occupancy thing. Like you get uh, you get paid for your your numbers were on the board for that duration of time. Exactly. That's how it kind of figured out. So I th- are you googling it right now? No, looking up something. Someone just asked me. He's looking at porn as well. Yeah, I wish. Who asked you something? What's going on? We're all here together. No, I had a professional question asked. <laughs> like professional podcast question? No, professional historian question. Right. Uh, well, and that know. couldn't possibly wait until after the podcast yes. because this is our job the, right now, guys. The past might change while we're talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mandela effect. It could have changed. Did we talk about that last week? We did. Yeah. How they're trying to get you? I have a guy asking to come on the show. Who's a conspiracy theorist? Bring him. And you think that that's a good idea? But I've been debating it. And he's a conspiracy theorist? Yes. And you're going to expose him to me? I know. <laughs> now let's put all that together. You're going to bring your <laughs> in and expose him to me to talk about conspiracy theory. Well, no, he, he's here to talk about the truth. He will leave crying and you will not have a job. <laughs> <laughs> he go. He said to me, he goes, I feel like a kindred spirit in Alan with a Y. <laughs> go out to dinner sometime. He's my guy. Wednesday will be busy, but maybe Thursday. <laughs> I'm getting him and we're going to dinner with you and your wife. <laughs> and we're going to talk about how the earth is flat and... So wait, do you guys think that uh, like all the Kennedy assassination, all these things just I don't, happen to be some I don't, guy with I'm a gun just theorist. shooting somebody? Right. The only conspiracy yes. I believe in That's is so that wrong. the NFL's rigged. No, it took you long enough to come to that one. It definitely came to it. 100% yeah. it's rigged. And it's not that it's rigged. It's just sports entertainment. It's choreographed. It's not, you know, and it's just too much money involved for them not to sway it either way. So all these broad conspiracies that keep getting put out there in the universe and nobody's proven doesn't make any fucking sense if you gamble it's already been proven you're not a gambler to see this but when you're sitting there watching it all the time and then you can go through and see how people do, go through the when teams, they could go in for a touchdown and they don't because it goes right under the spread the teams cover the spread 97 percent of the time mm-hmm. okay you can't ignore that statistic that's that's actually a 
Yeah, that's in our favor. That's in the favor of the conspiracy. So, and I agree with your statement. No, it's not. You can't it ignore that statistic. the bookies statistic. are doing their job assessing what's going to happen in the game. Oh, okay. It's not based on Slow whether down, or not Karnak. they're going to predict <laughs> the winner. Uh, doo It's based on whether or not they're going to draw your money out of your pocket. Something that's on your dippity in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> they're criminals. The bookies? Yes. No, the bookies are, but the bookies aren't necessarily the ones. They're just taking money. You know, so they're going through, and that, so you've got the low-level people that are taking money, but they're running the lines through Vegas, so everybody's making money all the way up the chain, but now it's getting up to hundreds of millions and billions of dollars. They're, they're doing it the way it's going, and yeah, it's just- It always was. Anytime there's money no, like that- it's electronic, so you can see it better. Yeah, but now you can, now it's just getting ridiculous, because they're just taking money from everybody. It's not just like a little carpool and a stick pool. Now they're going through, and it, there's just, it's, it, it is, it's sports entertainment. If you want to gamble on it, it's no different than going to the show. So don't go through and get upset if you spend five dollars to go to a show. You're going to be entertained. That's what that's what the NFL is. It's no different than our human tendency to see patterns or to anthropomorphize things that aren't human. Here we go. Don't try to confuse me with the big figures and the big numbers. You know what I'm words, talking about. But I do. You see three or four dots on a wall, and you can put it together and make a face out of mm-hmm. it. It's not a face. It's four or five dots on a wall. But what dot is my middle finger making right now? <laughs> <laughs> can you see that dot? The smelly one. <laughs> I was putting chapstick on. <laughs> is there a, an absolute right, an absolute wrong? I think that's going to be always in that shaded gray area. I mean, I don't, I don't think that you could realistically say that everything in the NFL or in sports is always on the up and up. And, and you at least have to at least admit, admit at that point in time that there could be at some point in time some point shaving. There absolutely has been. I don't disagree with that. Okay. Welcome do, aboard. Do I think that in general the NFL is fixed and preordained and it's just entertainment at this point? No. I don't think it goes to that degree. Is there a receiver out there who's dropped a pass for an extra ten grand? Oh, I bet. See, I think it's bigger than just one person who's doing Dude, something. It was earlier lines. in the season. Mahomes, you was saw that running. when he was running, and the guy could have labeled him. He could have laid him out. There was a point where he could have made the first down, and he stopped and turned to the right and went out of bounds before the first down marker. He had enough time and space to get the first down and still get out of bounds without getting hit. Yep. And they had to settle for a field goal, which they missed, mm-hmm. and they lost that game. Mm-hmm. It was uh-huh. pretty blatant. Uh huh. He's a smarter athlete than that. Who is? Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Where, where's the payoff? I don't know. The payoff is going to be not at, at a higher level. It's not going to be at a level for the players. It's going to be a payoff in the way it's you written. You don't really think Pat Mahomes is going to do that willingly if he's not going to get paid for it. It, he's not an employee of the. He's an employee of the establishment. If they write a script and say this is what I want to happen, I don't care how it happens. But now this is gonna. We got to make this change. I think that he's still an employee. And if they say okay, like if you were watching, what was that movie? Talladega Nights. Take him out. Take him out. He was knocking out his own driver, right? Because he didn't want Ricky Bobby. I know that's a fiction show, but stuff like that, I believe to be true. Is all I'm saying. I think that at some point in time they would go through and do stuff like that. And I think just because if when you go through it and are there people getting kickbacks? Is the NFL making money? Are the billionaires that own all these things all going into like a big trust and then they're all pulling money out of that? Maybe that's how it's going. I don't think maybe it's just one person, but I think there's bigger deals going on with stuff like that that we'll never, ever, ever be privy to because we're never, ever going to be at that level. That's how that goes. And we can just go there and decide to either be blind and say nothing's going on or completely not completely blind or you can go through and say... 
It doesn't really matter to me because I don't care who wins or loses anyway because I'm not going to bet on the system. I don't bet anything, you know. I play a football card every now and then just because. But that's it. It's just silly for me to do something like that. But I wouldn't bet the kind of money that these people are betting now because people are just losing their shirt. Unless you listen to like FM or AM radio where you've got these people that sit there and say, well, you know what? If you pay me, I will get you. If you're a gambler, I'll teach you how to bet the parlays and you can win all this money. And whatever 8000 you're going to spend on me, you're going to make that back in your first four weeks of bets. You know, so some people think they have it figured out, but who the heck knows? Yeah, they, they've been selling get-rich-quick schemes for a long time. Yeah, for that, for sure. I mean, but I hear these guys on the radio talking like that. I'm like, come on. There's still hieroglyphs in Egypt mm-hmm. or how to, how to make money faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If something like that's going down, you're going to have individual events where, yeah, one guy took a dive for, for X amount of money. And that there's always going to be that. You're never going to eliminate that entirely. But the type of vast conspiracy that you're talking about to achieve what you're talking about, somebody's going to snark. Somebody's going to object to that and whistleblow immediately. There was a wide receiver from Cleveland. All, he, they, who, they were talking who, about it and saying yeah. the exact same thing. He started talking about it, and then we didn't hear anything else from no, him. No, that said he was a rep. It was gone. Who like, was it? I don't remember. Some guy going out like Cat Williams, like saying, oh, yeah, we would, he would, go through his and name. Say that. He'd say they would, I think go it was a Cleveland Brown player, too. And they would go through, I mean, he basically, I think maybe he was the one that coined the word the script. He's like, we would go in and then we would go through and read how the year was going to go. And they, I mean, you can dictate how you want to play, but this is how we want it to be within reason. I believe it just because anytime there's huge money, amounts of money involved, there's an opportunity to go through and try Arian to Foster. Like that. Mm hmm. I mean, you know, there was a huge conspiracy leading up to this that the whole Super Bowl was rigged so that Taylor Swift could get on on the field and announce that she was going to support Joe Biden for president. Uh, it was also going to be that he was going to propose to her and stuff like that. So, yeah, that yeah. stuff. So uh, I didn't continue watching after the end of the game. Did Taylor Swift announce that she's going to no, support but I Joe w- Biden for president? See, no, I wouldn't have believed that thing because that's not their stage to make that statement. We've seen stupid things like that before, whether it be Robert De Niro or whomever at award ceremony saying, oh, F him, F this, F that. Again, for somebody to do something at, on a stage like that to make an announcement like I support this, they wouldn't do that there. I just think overall, when it comes down to the money, I mean... Again, if you listen to that, even on, if we talked about rush hour, the one statement in rush hour is if you want to find it, just follow the money. Follow the money. Craig, you had found a, a, a thing on Yahoo Sports alleging that the Super Bowl was going to uh, be two specific teams and Baltimore one of them was going to be the winner. And it didn't play out that it way. Did it did not. Okay. So what, what was up with them claiming that then? That was they're throwing us off. That was them, yeah, throwing off the throwing out the the false news so they can actually didn't let the not the real script. I called that before too. I was like, they're saying this, but it's not going to be the way. He, he did. So so that was the bookies putting up a red herring to make people uh, think that they was going to go that way and throw and their then, money down. Oh, yeah. look, it didn't happen this way, so we can't be rigged. We can't be rigged. There, see, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. So. So what you're acknowledging is they know you guys are cherry-picking your facts, too. <laughs> no, here's what I think. There's happened. always been <laughs> misinformation out there. What do you call it? Propaganda, right? It's not like they're the first people to do it. I mean, let's, let's drop Certainly some, not. Let's drop some flyers out of but a plane. Can, can, can we try and exercise a little bit of skepticism? Here, here's what some it is. Of this. Well, we are. The but look outcomes at- are predetermined 
how you get there is between the teams, and every once in a while you get a Montreal screw job where things are fucked up. Okay. Yeah. But prove it. You can't. There's too many billions of dollars. That's what there. I'm saying. Bullshit. You can't prove it because it's not there. Can you prove that Kim Jong-un shot an 18 while golfing? He's a lying liar. How do you know that? Can you prove that he didn't do it? Yes. It's humanly impossible. Can you prove it? Kim Jong-un. I did it over at Ellie Brandt's. He shot an 18. <laughs> prove it. At the putt-putt? Yes. Prove that he didn't. <laughs> you know? That's just it. Extraordinary claims require extraordinary proof. Mm-hmm. Prove they landed on the moon. I believe they landed on the moon, but that's a big we have extraordinary story. proof of that. There's thousands of people that were involved in that whole thing. Find the guy who found the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> no, I believe we landed on the moon, but that's an example that's often brought up. It's almost safe to say that they didn't now. <laughs> yeah, considering it's 50 years later and... Every time they've tried to land on it in the last two years, they've crash-landed it. Mm-hmm. Well, that wasn't us. Japan. And they've had, I mean, better technology now right. than they've ever had, and they can't do it again. Well, no, India, India landed properly. Upside down. But India was upside down. But there's Well, if they cat. landed on the bottom, they would have been right side up. Correct. So they just picked the wrong side of the moon <laughs> to land on. <laughs> they were using U.S. measurements. Yeah. <laughs> so it's for the other side of the planet. Yes. Uh, I think Cooper found his spot. Apparently. He likes being up here during our podcast. Just to give everybody an idea, we have an L-shaped table down here, and Cooper just sits right on top of the table to the left between me and Vin- Vinny. Yeah. And uh, that's his spot. So he just kind of hangs out here and chills and listens. And uh, and he likes drinking Vinny's beer when Vinny's not looking. Yeah. He does hammer at the beer a little <laughs> bit with him. But he comes and takes a snooze. He's my good boy. He's my big boy. <laughs> He's such a good boy. We went for walks today, and I took him down uh, some of the busier streets so we can get him used to cars again. He always wants to run after cars, so we've been working on it, and he's getting better with it. Every time he like he chased only tried to chase one car, but normally he would have tried to chase a dozen. So we're going that route now so we can get more used to cars and everything, and he's starting to walk a little bit better instead of just pulling, so we're getting there. How do you manage to keep him away from the neighborhood cats? I would think they'd be Because the it. cats are bigger than he is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we weighed him the other day. He's a little over 15 pounds. So yeah, they'd be harassing the shit out of him. The one, the one uh, girl who does the animal science there. I don't like little dogs, you know. As when she meets Cooper, she's like, "But, but this dog's cool. Like yeah. this is a good dog. Like he just like just he's like he's a he's just an awesome dude, man. He's not an ankle biter. And no. he, he, most small dogs are terrified of everything because they're constantly trying to not get stepped on. Yeah. And he's just kind of you can't step on me, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I step on him a couple times a day just to keep him honest. You got to catch me first. <laughs> yeah. I'm the gingerbread man. All right. Well, well, Craig goes in and takes a piss because apparently he can't make it an hour and a half without using the bathroom. Yeah. He couldn't go before he came here. For fuck's sake. No, yeah. He's got his gerbil bladder. He just every, drank four ounces of water. Every week he does this. He just yeah. cuts out in the middle of the thing like we're responsible adults. who can be trusted to not monkey with his stuff. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just, every time he leaves there, I got less more prescriptions in my bottle. So I don't know. I think he's. <laughs> Damn this thing, really. Yeah. Well, we should probably talk about the thing that he would like to talk about the least. Shh, okay. Uh, Shh. I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> that just struck me as funny. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is either, honestly. I put an I put a sex doll in here, sort of. Oh, nice. There's a brewery. We can talk about poop. Should we talk about redesigning the uh, the studio and moving things around? Yeah, what do you got in mind there? I'm not quite clear on that. Since we're down here, you can gesticulate. Nobody will know what you're talking about. The way that it's set up now, it's an L-shaped house, 
in the basement is an L-shaped ranch, you know? So uh, on the lower Why part... Why did you go with L-shaped? L for love. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that dodgeball? Uh, that's right, because I'm a loser. But I think I want to move the podcast area to more of the center of the house, because in the center of the basement where I have right now is where I've got, like, a, they call it the casting couch, you know, but uh, there's a bed there. And I'm going to get rid of the bed and just put, you know, uh, the love seat down here, move some of that other stuff over, because then we'll have, like, a lounge area that's going to be in front of all the musical equipment and... uh just kind of make it a little... And you know what? I think the biggest thing was I was at a party this this Saturday, and they were listening to vinyl again, and I miss listening to my vinyl. So I was planning on bringing my vinyl upstairs, but I don't want to do that either. So if I bring it over here, I will use it more because I feel like I pop on some vinyl, get on the drums, get on the guitar, and I would just be playing stuff, and I'd be down here. All my music would be together. Will you, though? Probably. Will you, though? Yeah, I mean, I'm learning my chords. Okay, but if you're going to play a record... You're going to put it on, and then you come over and you're going to strum, and then three minutes later, you're going to have to get up, walk over there, and start the song over again. Instead of just hit and repeat on your MP3 player. It's like going back in time, brother. That's how you get better. <laughs> you need that separation. You still have an analog television, so you have to go. I, you've seen the one up there. I, I have really that thing. I haven't paid that much attention. I got them. I got them. So, Craig, now that you're back, did you wash your hands? Always, but I learned when I was five not to pee on my hands. As long as you washed your hands. I don't care. Yeah, I don't that. care about that story. We were discussing about how every time you go to the bathroom, I'm missing prescription pills. I don't take that type of stuff. So I know we were just spreading a rumor. Well, it doesn't so mean you're not reselling them. Don't spread that rumor. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna have a, a table over just in this open area here, or over there where the cast, casting couch yeah, is. Yeah. So basically, where all that TV and all the records and everything are, that would be coming this way, and then this studio would be over there. And the casting couch is gone. The casting couch, yeah, I think I would just move that because it's nice to have an extra bed down here for when people come. But I'm just, I'll put, I'll just put it up somewhere for now, and then I'll bring my couch that I have in the garage down here. Can we put some artwork on the wall over there then? Yeah, absolutely. We can decorate the uh, studio area. Yeah, make it a little more professional. Of course, the rent's got to go up. We have read a Hayworth poster, yeah. so we can dig behind. I actually it. have somebody <laughs> has drawn a portrait of George for us oh nice okay so i have it framed i'm gonna put it up on the wall i don't think even george would be interested in that but okay <laughs> so he's watching over us someone asked me recently well what was george like i said well i talk to him every day and i'd come up with these great ideas and he go that's the stupidest thing i've ever heard when do we start <laughs> do you think george would have liked me yes george liked everybody even though he didn't show it george would have put you right in his pocket <laughs> what does that mean? Was it George mean, a large man? George found me a challenge because George and I are pretty similar in a lot of ways. Ah, okay. <laughs> so we have strong opinions about weird things. I got you. <laughs> weird opinions about strong things. <laughs> Good old Jorge. George and I learned to get along just fine. I don't think Rich likes me. <laughs> That's what George said? Yeah. All the time. I don't think Rich likes me. Why do you say that, George? I just don't think he likes me. Because he reacts to me the way I react to him. <laughs> and it's not very often to you that you walk into a room and find someone who's exactly your size. No. So, that you know, it's a little odd. Like, normally you're the biggest guy in the room. Yep. And when you walk in and George is like, fuck. That's <laughs> why <laughs> so I think it was for both of you that was part of it. Oh, that never bothered me much about him. He's tall. You know? Yep. He was also cancer-ridden when I met him, so, I mean, 
It's not like we right. were going to... I, I could take him in a fight if I had to. <laughs> Especially now. Yeah. Well, now definitely. <laughs> Hell, I could spike him now. <laughs> he was cremated, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Wherever he is up in the Cosmo, every once in a while, he visits. So Nice. So, uh, did you see the library article this week? Uh, Make sure we had a library article for you. I'm not sure I want to read this article. <laughs> uh, he looks like Charlie. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he looks he like Charlie. He does not look like Charlie. Oh, he's a strange looking dude. He looks like that actor that was the the dad on Carnival. <gasps> yes, he does. He, he always plays uh, Frank Sinatra in commercials and stuff. Yep. Actually, you know what he looks like? If you Just the way... He, he almost has a Gary Oldman look to him, oh, too. Oh, he was the dad. He was the dad in Weird. Yeah, Gary Oldman. What did I just see him in? I forgot, but he was good now. I don't know. This one is pretty uh, funny. According to Scoop Nashville, a man was recently arrested for masturbating inside the Vanderbilt University Divinity Library in Nashville. Toby Huss. He looks like Toby Huss. But he apparently made use of what he had in uh, on his hands to try to slip away from the cops. Once he was busted, the police report states the officers responded at reports of a man watching porn on a library computer. While en route, they received yet another call that the man was now actively pleasuring himself in the library. When the officers arrived, they found a 25 year old sitting at a computer watching porn with his sweatpants down to his ankles and his hands inside his boxers, yanking the old chain. They then took him into custody, but he was able to slip out of the handcuffs because of an unknown substance on his hands. <laughs> he had lube on his hands from jacking it in the library, so he came prepared. <laughs> it was a crime of passion. Set him free. Wow. I want to know why they didn't take care of the bookmark. He left last time he was there. <laughs> <laughs> he was finally arrested and admitted to officers that he was masturbating in the library because he was horny. $3,500 bond. Man. No one's sure if he's even a student at the university, <laughs> but he was in the library. Well, that's quite the sticky situation he got himself into. That's right. I don't know. I think he seems pretty slick. Put your hands up. Are you sure? <laughs> Man. What do you do as a parent once that makes the news lines and stuff like that? That's my boy. Right? I don't know. You get a, a press agent so that you can have press releases. To the people and patrons of the Vanderbilt Divinity Library, we offer our sincere apologies and support in your trauma. Something along those lines. Thoughts and prayers go out to you. If they haven't blown off the skyway. <laughs> in your troubled time of need. I mean, looking at the guy, I feel like he could be doing a lot worse things, so I think at least nobody got injured, except for the plausibility lose of, eye. of millions of children. <laughs> Yeah, I hope that wasn't in the children's section of the library. Speaking of children, I didn't find any sex doll articles this week, but I did find uh, an AA, an AI toddler named Tong Tong, who apparently is raising eyebrows over in China. It's a like it's a real thing. Yeah, it's like it has, a built computer, like that movie. It has the emotional intelligence and behavior of a three to four year old child. Which, that's what they say about dogs, too. They have the intellect of a three- or four-year-old human child. Uh, it's been developed by the Beijing Institute for General Artificial Intelligence. She exists and learns in a virtual environment. So this may be 
where Skynet starts. Ha 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 ha. be back, neighbor. So apparently this is using the large language model AI, which cannot act autonomously, where general AI can. So this one won't be taking over anytime soon. So they're good. That's safety net, they call that. Right. I like it. Until it figures out that, oh, I can just do this and escape. And mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that's part of it. You can do 100 specialized tasks and more than 50 general tasks. Offers a complete testing regime for the development of general artificial intelligence. It's uh, pretty big and fancy, according to uh, all the hubbub and whatnot. Nice. It does the whatnot, too? Yeah, apparently. When you have it, it does. Apparently, the Nepal army is insisting now, if you go to climb Mount Everest, everything is carry in, carry out now. You can't just litter you know, mm-hmm. littering but and... But now they're taking it to the next level. Now you got to carry in and carry out your own excrement because there's too much getting left behind. The Nepal Army goes up there once a year and just kind of cleans up after everybody. And they said they can't keep up anymore because there's so much of it. So they're just telling everybody, you got to clean up after yourselves from now on. And how are they going to manage that arena? You are assigned a number of plastic bags on your way up, and they better be full when you come back down. Oh, okay. <laughs> if you're gone good. for nine days, you better have nine bags of shit. <laughs> so start like splitting it. them in half day one. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> then when you're tired, <laughs> after days and days of climbing, you can just shit wherever you want. <laughs> you can just bring back last week's. You know what I think they should do is they should make just a zip line for poo. Put it in the bag and have a zip line go right down the mountain. Yeah. You're on a mountain. Why can't you just throw it real hard? Yeah, <laughs> it'll f- go forward and it'll fall down. Yeah, make sure well. you throw it towards China. No, because then you got to get it over the mountain. I like the zipline idea, like either in my, like they do it. Uh, who used to do it like that? Hooters. Remember when Hooters had those ziplines that the girls oh, would put yeah. in one thing? Yep, that's all. You know, if you're that high at an altitude, why not put a cannon up there that'll shoot the poop into the space? Oh, I like that. Yeah, you see, you're so close to space at that point. It's got to be closer, easier to reach. I mean, I think they should have something up there. Maybe, uh, maybe some kind of a, uh, a Mount Everest incinerator that you can go and just uh, drop your poop right into that thing, and it's going to be already hot and just boom, gone. Why aren't they already doing that? Yeah, they have fires up there, don't they? What about bringing the dead bodies back? You can't do that. Oh, there's dead bodies up there that are landmarks now. Yeah. I know. They give directions by the guy. Yeah, in Mr. Yellow Green Boots, boots or, or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. yeah. Cooper keeps trying to take away my toy. <laughs> He's just cool. Like, he does, he will go grab a toy and just come and say, hey, what's up? Let's play. He doesn't tug. Yeah, he does. He's not talking with me. Oh, he, he will. I'm looking at Mr. Green Boots right now. Oh, yeah? What did I do? I was going to do the, that's how they get you. Oh. So, tell them to tell us how they're going to get that's us this normally week. how you do it, so that's why. Well, all right. Well, let's well, let him look up well, Mr. Green Boots. No, I'll go back to that. But I thought he would be suspended. He's just kind of laying there. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. Well, he's dead. He looked comfortable, though. It's not like weekend at Bernie's. They're not dancing around with I know, but I, you know how some of them, they actually have, like, where they're on ropes and they're just kind of dangling, and it's too dangerous to recover the body? Yeah, and they, they fall into a crevasse or something. Yeah, a crevasse. I, I didn't know they were, they were doing anything with ropes with them, though. They're just, they know it's there. Not with him. Mr. Greenboots are just laying there like he's sleeping. Right, right. Yeah, yeah there's, there's other people that have been, like, suspended, and they were climbing, and they're just dangling, and they couldn't get them. Or maybe it was different mountains. What do I know? Yeah, I don't know about that. Alan, watch tell us how they get us. Wait, no, there's one more story we have okay. to talk about. <laughs> that was the other reason why I just want to fuck with you. 
There's just too many keywords in here that are too delightful. A Goochland Brewery is going into what its owner is calling a winter hibernation, though it's unclear when it'll reopen. Licking Hole Creek Craft Brewery ceased operations late last month in on what the owner and CEO Lisa Reynolds Brotherton said was a temporary basis. The farm brewery's hiatus is due to health issues that the Reynolds Brotherton have been facing, uh, namely her recent diagnosis of an immunological deficiency. Reynolds Brotherton said she's hoping to reopen Licking Hole in the spring or summer, but that she doesn't want to make promises she can't deliver on. said she's weighing options for finding someone else to potentially step in and run the business, but she doesn't know whether that would be would involve bringing in someone in as a shareholder or in a managerial role. Named for the nearby Little Licking Hole Creek, the brewery opened in 2013 on over 200 acres in the Goochland countryside, about 40 miles west of downtown Richmond. And then it's in Virginia, uh, I think. In 2017, Licking Hole received more than $500,000 in grants from the state to help fuel a planned $14 million expansion of the brewery and boost its capacity, but that project never came to full fruition. Uh, she said Licking Hole wound up returning that funding to the state after deciding to focus on operating Licking Hole as a destination brewery rather than a major manufacturer. Licking Hole did for some time find ways to send its beers outside of the Richmond region, but with all the region's operations now in a shuttered state, she said her focus is going to be on her health and finding someone to reopen Licking Hole. If you're interested in reopening Licking Hole, you can reach out to the paper to, uh, to uh, let them know. Uh, the Diamond is being taken over by another Goochland beer maker in the, uh, uh, called Kindred Spirit Brewing in the meantime. I guess if you do go to Licking Hole, it's a kindred spirit. (laughs) (laughs) So it makes sense. That's right. Now, Alan, how are they going to get us this week? Let me tell you how they're going to get you. There is a man who spent years of his life building an Eiffel Tower with 700,000 matchsticks to go for a Guinness Book of World Records, and uh, they are going to be denying him that record. So uh, this thing is like a 24-foot model of the world-famous mine. I mean, it's very cool looking. I mean, definitely looks like the Eiffel Tower. They give you directions. I mean, I think Guinness is pretty specific about what they want for this stuff, but they're saying that he used the wrong type of matchsticks to qualify for the record because they were not commercially available. As the story goes, he he did like a special order matchstick. So instead of going through and buying matchsticks, you can buy around town, scraping the match heads off or cutting them off because they still have to be recognized. You can't deform them to the point they don't look like matchsticks anymore. So instead of going through and doing that, he found somebody we can get 33 pounds of headless matchsticks. So they didn't have the match, the, the actual part that you had to painstakingly scrape off. So he did it that way. And uh, because of that, they're saying that it's really not uh, going to be qualified for the world record. So I don't know if I don't know if this would be how that's how they get you. Because that's know, how Guinness gets you. That's how Guinness gets you. But I, I don't think Guinness is wrong. If they say this is this is the process, and I'm sorry you didn't fully understand it. If they're saying matchsticks though, and they're listed on the invoices matchsticks, but do they cease to be matchsticks if they do not have a match head on them? Hmm. At that they point, they could have left them on there and sticks. just lit one and watched the whole thing go up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, technically, what he bought is matchsticks and not matches. Yes, and he's making a matchstick Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. So 
I, I think there's room for interpretation there. There is, but then there's some people that went on to say, well, I've made matchstick uh, architectural things for years, and it was painstakingly difficult to take each matchstick head off of a matchstick or scrape it off to use it. So if this took him a few years of his life, they're saying it should have taken him double that if he was doing it the way the Guinness Tough book wanted shit. to do it. He found a workaround. Yeah. What if he if he made a machine that sharpens a tree down to a matchstick? Mm-hmm. Okay, it, that's his prerogative. It'll be faster, wasteful, but yeah. it's his prerogative. But yeah, seven hundred thousand over, like seven hundred and seven thousand matchsticks is what he used for that. It's a beautiful piece. I mean, I'm sure it might not be Guinness Book World Rally, but I'm sure somebody will pay money for that thing to store it. Any of these casinos around, but how are you going to store that? Like, how do you how do you ship that? How do you ship it? Yeah. I just ship my Eiffel Tower. <laughs> I would think if you burned it, you can fit the ashes in this very small box and ship very easily that and way. Then reassemble. Yeah. Just no disassemble. Just add water. I was just leaning forward to say that. Were you? <laughs> no disassemble. But that's how they may or may not get you. You can have your own interpretation on that. I think maybe uh, maybe he did cheat a little bit or not follow the directions or the, you know, the process that uh, was in place. And imagine being the guy that did spend all that time that he was going to be trying to beat that record. That guy'd be like, "That's not right. That's not right." <laughs> <laughs> that guy's probably just running around with a magnifying glass by the window, just kind of, "Whoa, yeah. what's going on?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Imagine if that was in the like right in direct sunlight from a that. that no guy, prisms I mean, near the matchstick Eiffel Tower. Right? Yeah, that's crazy because that could get hot, huh? Not even champagne. No champagne. <laughs> Poppy. Get flat champagne. So, Rich, what's happening in Canada this Cue week? Cue the music, Richard. I don't play the music. You're cueing the music. Oh, yeah. Who You're plays the music? the music? Who cues the music? You, Craig? I cue the music. Oh, scratch it. Craig, cue the music. <laughs> <laughs> Your listening pleasure is Canada Watch. Smell like pine trees and moose piss. <laughs> Canada Watch. Your furry hat matches your furry underpants. <laughs> it's a design flaw or you need a trim? Canada Watch. <laughs> Do you smell like beaver dams and old toes? Canada Watch. <laughs> your uncle looks suspiciously like an elk. Canada Watch. <laughs> sure does get lonely up there in the Yukon. Canada Watch. <laughs> we have the polar bears and the milk in the bag, y'all. Canada Watch. Hey, Gord. <laughs> <laughs> we still like you, though. Canada Watch. In Canada this week, a Calgary man uh, was giving free samples of cocaine to people outside of a local casino. He's been arrested and charged. For the Christmas Eve event, the cards, which included a the name Alex Lee as well as contact information, helped police track down the suspect. What? What? Why do you think I had anything to do with that? What do you, <laughs> wait, do you think? What? I mean, I'm not, I mean, really? Why? Would I have anything to do with that? Do I look like someone who may have cocaine? No. Do I? Huh? I, I, I mean, really? <laughs> the clock. The law clearly states selling cocaine, and he was not doing that. <laughs> 
Well, each of those uh, business cards had a small baggie of cocaine stapled to it. Uh, the individual was monitored for a whole month as officers gathered evidence. <laughs> <laughs> Every day. No. Oh, not today. Not today. I, I'm, I'm, I got a big thing this weekend. I need to. I'm going bowling today. Bowling. Bowling. I need I'm more bowling. free samples. <laughs> Bowling, bowling. <laughs> I have five balls. <laughs> I throw a bowling ball with each of my hands at the same time. <laughs> I shoot two frames on both lanes at the same time, and then I go to the bar. Bunch of druggies. <laughs> on February 3rd, police stopped a white 2020 Toyota Tundra and arrested the driver. Officers searched the truck as well as the home and found 59.6 grams of cocaine packaged in more than 50 baggies, digital scale tainted with drug residue, taint 1,280 Canadian dollars in cash. So 1750. <laughs> Police also seized a package of business cards bearing the name Alex Lee. Guy was uh, charged with two counts of trafficking a controlled substance, one count of possession for the purpose of trafficking. See, that's how they get you. Yeah. They don't call it selling. They call it trafficking. Yes, you just got to be in possession. That's right. You just need to be near traffic. I got you. In fact, they're just giving these out near cars. If he'd have done this (laughs) in the middle of a field, then he wouldn't be trafficking anymore. I agree. (laughs) It would have been uh, pasteurizing. (laughs) 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 Write that one down. I like that. Would have been pasteurizing. Uh, Anyway, he's in big, big trouble now. And he's going to be back in court February 26th. You know what? Leave these young entrepreneurs alone. Trying to claw their way to the top. Anyone with information about this incident has asked to contact police. And if you have any more of those free samples, let them know. (laughs) Man, making your way in the world today takes everything you got. Where are you going with that? Nowhere. I'm just trying to help this guy make it. (laughs) In other news, a Victoria man has filed a lawsuit against his wife after she admitted to spiking his breakfast cereal and other food with THC oil, a cannabis byproduct, in what she said was an attempt to treat his pain and anxiety. The drug had made the husband unable to do his job properly, and he lost income and opportunities to earn income, according to a lawsuit he's filed in British Columbia Supreme Court. Man, this took place six years ago. I am filing now... (laughs) Yeah. Uh, do you have any chips, Judge? How about Funyuns? Oh, he was already an addict, though. Can I have some Fango with my Funyuns? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> They don't call it that over there. It's Fango A over there. He said he asked his wife if she had drugged his cereal after he noticed an oily substance in the bowl that she had poured for him one morning almost two years ago. He didn't have time to eat that day, so he had put the cereal back in the cereal box as he was rushing to leave the house And he noticed when he noticed the oil. Before that day, his wife, an addictions counselor, had been suggesting he take tetrahydrocannabinol, the psychoactive ingredient commonly called THC, for his pain, and she had bought the oil several times. He had more than 14 years of recovery from alcoholism, refused to take it, saying it caused him anxiety, and only when his pain from his hip, back, and knees were debilitating would he use THC. And very sparingly. When asked about the THC in the cereal, the wife denied drugging the food. Then he bought test urine strips, and for five weeks, the test came back positive. When he confronted his wife in June of that year, 
with the positive results, the defendant admitted she had been lacing the plaintiff's food with THC to help him with his anxiety. Yes, poisoning someone will definitely help them with their anxiety. That makes a lot of sense. But they're not getting divorced. I'm reading other press releases on this, yeah. and they're still together. Well, the claim anti is also claiming punitive damages, which are rarely granted in Canada and are designed to serve as retribution, deterrence, and denunciation. Let's give Alan a few minutes on that one. Yes. <laughs> that sounds like a law. <laughs> the actions of the defendant were malicious, high-handed, and depart markedly from ordinary standards of decency so as to attract punitive damages, the claim says. None of the allegations have been proven in court. So why would he want to divorce her, though? I mean, maybe the husband and wife, if he's going to sue her, they're going to come after the house insurance, get the homeowner stuff, get whatever kind of money's there. You might as well stay together because yeah. that's our money. They're going to cash out an umbrella policy yeah. and live happily ever after. Yeah, this might be uh, this might be all organized. Insurance fraud? Yeah. It's not fraud. She really did it. Well, yes, but how long does it take him to figure it out? Like, I feel like you would know, like, if I, I tried that once and I felt like I wanted to melt into a couch. So you couldn't do that to me more than once before I realized the, the jig is up. Oh, uh, you it, know, it, 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 it depends on a number of factors. The fact that there's CBD in there really, really lessens the psycho the psycho. I, I'll agree with that. But I fact. I think he said only like he admittedly would take the CBD oil or the THC sparingly once in a great while. She was giving him straight THC. Well, that was that was if he ever did take it. He never did take it willingly. It was all from from her oh, giving thanks. it to him surreptitiously. But the fact that he let it go on for several weeks—that sort of uh, in and of itself, legally, the insurance company is going to lean into that. Like we could have wrapped this up four weeks earlier if he just done it for one week instead of five. Why you let this go on so long? Just to make it look bigger. More exactly. punitive damages? Yeah, more puny damages. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, in other news. <laughs> I like this one comment. Is there anybody, there's nobody commenting on uh, the fact that this guy can't make his own bowl of cereal? <laughs> I, I think we're missing the bigger story here. They're Canadian. She was just being nice. Yeah. Politicians and law enforcement officials are confronting a rising number of auto thefts, and it appears that the Office of Canada's Justice Minister is also a popular target for thieves. Justice Minister Arif Virani had his government-owned Toyota Highlander stolen last November, which was later recovered, according to documents tabled in the House of Commons last week. It's the same car that was stolen and recovered last February when David Lametti was Justice Minister. David Clamidia? <sighs> Close enough with the exchange rate. I'm sure you're right. <laughs> Another 2019 Toyota Highlander was stolen during his tenure in February of 2021, making this incident the third time a federal justice minister's car has been stolen in the past three years. Government-owned vehicles assigned to other federal officials have also been stolen in recent years. Canada Revenue Agency Commissioner... When asked what tougher penalties might look like, Ferrari said Ottawa already has strong measures to address auto... Th Left. <laughs> I think they meant auto theft, but they wrote auto left. E -e -e. The federal government says an estimated 90,000 cars are stolen annually in Canada, resulting in about $1 billion in costs. $1 billion. At least they got annually correct. Canadian. Yes. But how what? many are stolen in a year? <laughs> At least they have annually correct. They didn't, uh, you know, do yeah. left. <laughs> are stolen anally. Yes. <laughs> 
Anyway, that's what's happening in Canada this week. Do you have a website for us, Alan? I always have a website for us. I always have a website. <laughs> Except when I don't. But I do. This week's website is theoatmeal.com. Oh, Dolphin, is it the same one that's in the App Store? He's a cartoonist. Everything on this site was written and drawn by Matthew Inman. Matthew lives in a dark little island in the heart of the Salish Sea. He lives with two dogs and two cats. He likes peanut butter and sushi. He hates nautically themed bathrooms and loud noises. The oatmeal always wears a party hat because he's always in the mood to party. <laughs> Sounds nice. Sweet. Including this website, it occurs to me, I've never really spoken about like how I pick these websites. I don't get any sort of sponsorship from any of these and sometimes it's a specific product so I try and I tend to stay away from those just because we're not endorsing anything in particular this guy is a cartoonist I don't necessarily think he's better cartoonist than any other cartoonist he's not expressing any opinions that I happen to share I just thought he had a pretty good website here it's pretty cute a lot of content so you know I'm not getting a kickback from him or anything like that uh, I just thought uh, it was a website people would find interesting, so here it is. So that's all. Okay. I'm reading a cartoon, My Dog, The Paradox. My dog does not fear automobiles, garbage trucks, or airplanes, but he is terrified of hair dryers. <laughs> he does not fear bears, moose, or other dangerous fauna, but he won't make eye contact with cats. Smart dog, actually. <laughs> My dog has zero interest in being clean unless it concerns his testicles. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a coincidence. One of the other things I like on here that I just rediscovered is the Horrible Therapist Random Comic Generator, which is not safe for work. So if you go to theoatmeal.com slash therapist, it'll take you directly to this. You can refresh this or click the button to generate another random comic, and it will literally fill in these comics with AI and you'll get a different comic every time. Even though it's the same pictures, you get a different dialogue. Fancy. What happened in your basement yesterday? I fell in love with somebody else. Oh, yeah, I saw that on Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> See, that one was actually kind of funny. Most of the time, they're just weird. The one I got was what the therapist asks, what happened at the Cheesecake Factory? And the character laying on the couch says, I witnessed the birth of my son. And the therapist says, it's no wonder you got dumped. See, that doesn't make any sense. But the AI, that meets a pattern of speech that oh, here's a terrible we should recognize one. as humor, according to AI. Mine says, I was a flasher uh, as a part-time job, but uh, I was going to retire, but I decided to stick it out one more year. <laughs> That's actually good. <laughs> See, that really some of them any, are good. That wasn't anyone. That was just me. I heard no. that. Here's the one. Why won't you marry me? I realized my boyfriend was cheating on me. Were there a lot of sucking and slapping sounds? <laughs> Check it out. Theoatmeal.com. If you want to see something. Oh, this is terrible. There's some bad ones on here. And the therapist one. So check it out. Theoatmeal.com slash therapist if you're really intrigued. But check out the whole website. This week for Shenanigans, it's been Alan with a Y. Have a wonderful week, everybody. Rich. See ya. And I'm Craig. Thanks for listening. Join us again next week. <laughs> <laughs>